Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. Millions of women are coming into the workforce every year. But if you have to keep them, then we have to make our workplaces safe for all of them. India has a very comprehensive Prevention of Sexual Harassment Act. Today, I'm going to discuss with Priyanka Sodh, and practicing advocate about all aspects of this particular act. How can we make our workplaces safe for women? Hi, Priyanka. Welcome to the conversations. Hi, Joseph. Thank you for uh, asking me to join your uh, the session for today, and hope we are able to, um, you know, enlighten the audience on the posh to the maximum. Absolutely, Priyanka. Let's start with the definition. What is sexual harassment? Can you define it? Can you give me some examples of that? Sure, Joseph. I'll first like to make it very simple in a precise uh, manner, not getting it too much into the legal complexity. Any workplace which uh, violates the women's right of life, liberty, and equality, and there is a hostile environment, and she feels insecure in joining the work environment back, leads to the environment that is covered under the definition of sexual harassment. now going deeper into the uh, meaning of sexual harassment means any unobjectionable uh, instances words sexually colored words uh, where a person there are two uh, special uh, terms that are used in the sexual harassment quick uh, quick uh, pro quo and the hostile environment if the employer or the senior he tells his junior or the employer tells the employee if you do this in a in lieu of that you will be given this advantage and that uh, whatever the demand is is not acceptable to the women that is all covered under uh, sexual harassment coming to the second part where the threat is there if mm. you do not do this then this is going to happen somebody uh, spreads the bad words the rumor because the lady did not agree to the demands of the employee or the employer in that case also that is covered under the sexual harassment let me lay out one example to you uh, two colleagues working together due to certain assignments they are working late in hours in the office and now the male uh, colleague requested the female that even i have to travel the same uh, place where you are staying i'll drop you down okay. on the way they are very friendly talking had the dinner and during that uh, after the dinner the boy demands something unfavorable which is not acceptable to the lady or mm-hmm. come let's have a sleep over tonight now the refusal and very polite refusal on the part of the lady that i am just a colleague my uh, talking to you or having dinner has nothing to take going a step ahead what you expect from me and she refuses and refrains they go back home now the very next day the boy again makes a demand and request the lady that i would like to go for a sleep over or advances ask some something more than a relationship of an employee now in that case uh, she refuses again and clearly says that i have refused you now the uh, colleague says that i am going to spread that the previous night you were driving along with me and we have mm. uh, you made advances now this is something where he is trying to threaten the lady mm. and this is covered under sexual harassment when such incidents happen in the office and they are objectionable they are sexually colored remarks physical advances are made pornograph uh, uh, pictures are sent on whatsapp they are all covered under sexual harassment where a person tries to misuse his power his position 
or make some uh, illegal advances in wedding demeaning the lady these are all covered under sexual harassment okay priya yeah. we will we will take this example itself and we will look at it from a multiple angles right but before we go there does this happen only to women can it also happen with men right just so what happens is there are certain uh, offices the mncs which have drafted policies for both the genders but legally spe- speaking the act the posh act that is the sexual harassment of women as it states categorically the gender women mm. at workplace is specifically drafted for the women only Mm. like the policies can be there uh, towards indicating towards the women also that these actions are prohibited in this place they are not acceptable in this workplace but covering under the act the icc in case take cognizance cognizance means if a complaint has been given by a male and policy is uh, covering the male counterparts also but the actions if taken by the icc they are not covered under the law so mm. such actions if taken by the icc will be illegal void and null so they won't have sanctity in the eyes of law okay. but safeguarding the rights of the male if they face certain problems and service policy of the company or the government sector is such they have certain uh, minor and major punishments but not covering under posh there are certain uh, 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 sectors where we can categorically lay down that such actions on behalf of either of the counterparts is not acceptable these are not going to be admissible in the uh, particular workplace then as per the service policy the actions can be taken mm. but not under the posh okay you mentioned icc what is that right. okay uh, this is the internal complaint uh, committee uh, joseph this complaint uh, committee is mandatory all around in the workplaces where there are employees more than 10 mm. now let me make it more clear to you any workplace where we have 10 employees icc committee has to be made by the employer or the people who are in the management or the one who are the policy maker they are all under the category of the employer mm. okay and the employees tomorrow if the company says that i have got uh, ad hoc employees or they are in turns and the number is more than 10 then also they have to make the icc that is mandatory mm. now in this icc committee what happens the senior most female is the chairperson of the committee from mm. the workplace itself that is mandatory number 2 is one independent member who could be a ngo preferably is to be the member outside the uh, workplace environment two employees from the workplace and these two employees either have to be from some social uh, background or from the legal background to maintain the sanctity of the icc why i am telling you the sanctity means that this icc has the power at par that has been provided in the civil procedure code it's a quasi judicial body to make it more simplified whatever will be done by this committee is going to be part of the orders or the final whatever the pronouncement has been done by the employer or by the district officer i'll clear that part also now what happens if the employer is the perpetrator now where to go icc will be the conflict of interest because they are working under the employer we doubt we do not think the proper uh, investigation will ever be done in that case once the complaint has been given it is mandatory for the icc within 7 days 
they have to send the complaint to the district officer. It's only in the cases where the employer, the complaint is against the employer. Mm, mm. And we have to make sure that whichever this ICC committee has been made, none of the members have any criminal background or any complaint in their previous record from any place wherever they were working earlier should have any uh, sexual harassment cases or they should not have any tainted background. And their tenure is not for lifetime, uh, Joseph. It's again for three years. It's only for three years this ICC committee will be made and then it has to be dissolved and new committee has to be made. Okay. Now, apart from that, one thing very important, one third majority of this ICC has to be female. Mm, okay. So Understood. I hope I'm able to uh, make it very clear for your audience also about the ICC. One thing more, uh, Joseph. Uh, now, for example, we do not have the ICC committee in any uh, workplace environment. What to do? For that government, in every district, there is one nodal officer appointed and district officer appoints the nodal officer and that is known as uh, under him is a LCC that is local complaint committee. This is outside from the purview of workplace but in case there are even today let's accept this fact only MNCs and the companies who are following the statutory guidelines and want to go with the compliance are following the posh. Most of the companies are still unaware about ICC. And mm. uh, why I'm telling today is that if any of your audience in their company, they do not have ICC, for that they can file the complaint to the nodal officer of the district area. The complaint will be sent to the ICC. And one thing more, even domestic workers at home are covered under posh Joseph. Okay, Priyanka, I understand this particular piece. The example that you gave and then whatever that we are talking about sexual harassment, can it happen only offline now that most of you know the audience that I have and I'm from a tech industry, so we are all working virtual a lot of times. Of course, this hybrid is coming in. Can this happen online also? Yes, uh, of course. During the work hours and any messages sent while uh, we are working in a hybrid mode, it is all covered under uh, posh. Okay. Okay. Now, you repeatedly said about under the working hours. Now, obviously, when we are all working together, we are going to exchange our numbers in one way or the other. Maybe I'm connected on LinkedIn. Anything that happens off office hours, does that cover under this? Will the workplace, what can the workplace people do for that? I'll explain that, uh, Joseph. See, uh, it's very easy for any person to file a complaint. But then it's the obligation on ICC legally also and morally. They have to go with the sequence of events. Mm -hmm. Whether that exchange of messages was in a friendly notion, advances were made by the female also, or it was uh, abruptly taking advantage that it was not a work uh, hours and there was no, um, I mean, even, uh, I mean, the offices were closed uh, Saturday, Sunday, for example. Let's take this example. And Friday, the assignment was complete. Now, one of the colleague or maybe the senior on Saturday is writing the message again that I have not received the files or whatever it is. The lady sends back the details. Now, again, he's writing again. Okay, where are you? What are you doing? Uh, okay, can we go for a video chat? Now, what exactly is that? Was it a demand of the hour? Now, that is in a continuity with the work, but that will mm. be under posh. 
Mm. Now, for example, let's take one more example. Two colleagues working in the same environment. At times, there are policies where they are not supposed to get into any relationship while working in the same work environment. There are certain companies which have such policies also. Let's admit that fact. But if they are in some relationship, tomorrow things do not work and they separate off. Now, once they separate off and now something happens, some sexual advances is which lady is not comfortable and refuses, refrains, restricts. Now, that is covered under posh, not the actions prior to it, where it was a mutual consensus to certain actions. Mm. Okay. So, this is a very big responsibility of ICC. That is why uh, it is mandatory under the Act and the rules for the employer to conduct uh, on and off uh, workshops for the ICC members so that at the time on, of investigation, they do not damage the um, uh, reputation of either of the parties. Mm. Okay. So you already covered about when this happens, what should the victims do? Uh, so is it that they have to report to the ICC? What are the what are the avenues? So say for example something happened. Okay. I, I, now what kind of so and and the female colleague did I mean said back off? I'm not interested whatsoever. Like and then there is there is a evidence of that happening. So from that onwards, what happens? How should the victims behave? What what should they do? Where should they report? what kind of evidences they should provide? It's a very, very good question, uh, Joseph. What happens if there is a, a lacuna on behalf of the complainant at the time of filing of the complaint? Uh, complaint doesn't rest only at the point when the investigation has been done, report has been filed by the ICC. There is an appellate body also where the appeal could be filed by either of the uh, parties. Now, when the appeal goes, they goes to the higher courts, towards, to the metropolitan officer or to the judicial officer, that is JMIC, that is Judicial Magistrate First Class. Now, what happens okay. when the cases, they go there and if proper uh, complaint has not been filed by the complainant, there are certain lacunas that will lead to the dismissal of the complaint. Now, coming back to your question, I would like to explain over here there are certain very, very important things to be taken into consideration whenever the complaint is to be filed. In that case, six copies of the complaint has to be given by the complainant to the ICC committee, number one. Prefer giving the evidences, details, the date of incident and the time of incidents. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, make sure that within three months, of the date of incident, you file the complaint. Those mm. three months, you need to explain every date of the delay. The limitation period of filing the complaint to the ICC, I repeat again, it's very, very important for all your audience to know, are, is three months. Mm. There is one more provision in the law from the last date of cause of action. Now, what do I mean by that is, there are sequence of events. The problem is going for almost now more than six months. It takes time for anybody to immediately go and report. What happens, Joseph, our environment has improved a lot, but still there is an emission at the time. Uh, we try to, um, you know, try to pacify situation by just um, politely conveying the message to the perpetrator, avoiding the situation. But then if it goes beyond the limit, beyond control, and the environment becomes so hostile, 
uh, and uh, insecure that you are left with no choices. Not mm. in such cases, as I said, three months from the date of incident, but in uh, cases where there is a continuity of the cause of action, the last cause of action can be the date of filing of the complaint, given mm. all the sequence of events. As said earlier, six copies of the complaint with the uh, documentary evidence, if you could, uh, names of the witnesses, if you have, and give a six copies. Now, once ICC receives the complaint, it is mandatory under the rules. Within seven days, Joseph, they have to take the cognizance of the offense and send the copies to one copy to the respondent against whom the complaint has been filed. Now, within the 15 days, 10 days, sorry, within 10 days, the respondent has to file the reply. He is given an opportunity to reply back to the complaint filed by the complainant. And once the reply is filed, he can also attach his the details of documents because right now the matter is subjudiced. We do not know whether the complaint is uh, right or it is malicious, mm. whether it is an incomplete, immature it is just an action which has been done, taking, um, you know, his position and he has right to, uh, you know, it is not covered under sexual harassment. So we cannot, um, you know, uh, mark this thing that respondent has been proved or he is guilty. The ICC needs to be very mature. They are not supposed to leak the details of the complaint anywhere, neither the media. Even there is punishment for that, uh, uh, Joseph. Apart from that, uh, the identity of the witnesses, uh, is also to be kept hidden. What is the end of the report that has to be also kept hidden, uh, Joseph? We cannot put it across in the media or in the workplace. ICC needs to keep everything, uh, you know, very secretive. Now, once this reply has been filed, the witnesses are uh, brought, they are examined, every documentation is scrutinized, Summons are sent to the witnesses by the ICC. As I told earlier, they are the quasi-judicial body under the provisions yeah. of civil procedure code. So massive powers are with them. And once they conduct the inquiry, and it is mandatory under the provisions of law to complete the inquiry within 90 days. Mm. They cannot leave it in lurch. After within 90 days, once the, uh, they have come to the gist, they, can, they have to send the copy to the employer. If employer is the uh, perpetrator in that case to the district officer mm -hmm. and once that uh, copy has been said, sent to the district officer, it is mandatory for the district officer within 30 days of the span period, they have to take the action. Okay. The victim has filed these evidences and everything. I don't know whether I can call it as a case. I don't know the legal term, but let's say some of the victim has filed all of these things. What are the provisions or how should the, the, the accused, the man in the case, how should they act, whether in the case of, let's say, for example, this is malicious. Right. How should they behave? What should they have? Because the ICC is going to send them that, you know, their case has been filed and everything, right? right. And they, are going to co they are going to know about it. So how should they act? See, uh, Joseph over here, any person, till he has been proved, we cannot call him accused. So we have to give him a benefit of doubt. And the word used for him is not the accused, the respondent. Okay. Now, once the complaint has been filed, uh, due diligence has been done by the ICC, examination of the witnesses and everything, with the sequence of event, they find that is it is a malicious complaint and a fraud. There is a provision under the law itself 
to take the U-turn and the action against the complainant. Mm. It's not an easy getaway for them. Punishment to the extent of minor and major. Seen to the extent of uh, damage it has uh, done to the respondent. Even a filing of complaint to everything will be kept uh, uh, in, uh, I mean, close with them only. But still, it has disturbed the mental peace of the respondent. So the complainant cannot be let go uh, just for the reason, uh, you know, uh, being a female, she has an easy getaway. Within the provision of law, if she has been found, uh, malicious uh, complaint has been filed by her and she has purposely and willfully tried to uh, file this complaint, strict actions uh, are to be uh, taken against the uh, lady. And lady. to the extent even uh, penalties are there in a remuneration form. Okay. Okay. So now the victim, the lady has filed and they are going to take time. ICC is going to take time. Again, I'm talking from a IT perspective. Right. Most of the men, the most of the managers are men. Right. Can the lady seek to transfer her work from some other manager or right. until the thing is over, will she have to continue to work under the same manager? What are the things that right. are there? It's again a very, very good question and something very, very uh, well laid in the act itself. See, once the complaint has been filed, it's the mandatory for the ICC to talk to the lady who has filed the complaint. Either she will be transferred to some other department if she mm. wants or to the other uh, senior level manager. Uh, it is, And during that period also, the senior, if the complaint is against the senior, he will not be maintaining the ACR during that period. Mm. To the extent, uh, apart from the leaves which are uh, being embedded under the law, uh, the leaves uh, that are medical leaves and so and so forth as per the rule book of the company or the government sector. During this period, there is a provision, extra three months leave can be given to the lady. At mm. times, the trauma is to that extent that she is not in the position. She has been physically harmed or there is some uh, psychiatric, uh, you know, or psychologist uh, visits are required. In that case, three months provision is there, apart from the leaves which are embedded under the law. They will not be uh, uh, included within that category. Even to the extent respondent can be transferred from the place where he is presently working, if she feels that there is a threat to her life, or there is a threat of some physical um, um, advantage towards her. So such provisions are there, Joseph. Apart from that, from your previous question, there was one point that I wanted to tell. There is a provision, uh, once the complaint has been filed under Section 9, under Section 10, there is a provision by the term of conciliation. By conciliation, what do we mean that um, there are certain objectionable, like for example, somebody is downloading uh, pawn material on his system. And the lady in the adjoining section, though sexual advance was never made, but she is disturbed by the material that is being transferred in that workplace environment because that is just the adjoining table and that is not the ethos of the workplace also. Now, in such like conditions, uh, Joseph, she can file a complaint, but this complaint doesn't need the action to that extent and it is just uh, one call of warning is required to the uh, respondent where uh, by consolation making the, if the lady willingly wants that consolation should be done, uh, she, the person should be called and warning should be given or told that this is not uh, to be done again. And he's ready to give it in writing or a verbal apology. So I think that ends the matter. 
Okay. Okay. Now, okay, so this is all happening and generally these don't happen in isolation. There's a, the, the, the team is there, the team knows. How should the colleagues behave? What action they can take, what support they can provide openly or even implicitly, uh, otherwise also. What can the colleagues do in both cases? Let's say, for example, in, 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 the, you know, in the case of the main man is doing it, and so on and so forth. What can colleagues do? Uh, see, there are two things. First of all, it is mandatory for the employer to paste the policy on a place which is visible to a person walking by uh, in their workplaces and uh, the names of the ICC committee members also. Now, coming back to your question, you see there is a provision under the law where the lady is uh, not confident or not having the guts to come up and file the complaint. The colleagues on mm. one once the permission has been given by the uh, uh, person who has been uh, a victim or uh, who has been abused by the abuser, I'll say, there the relatives and even the colleagues who had been the witness to the situation can file the complaint on her behalf. But by seeking permission on the behalf of the lady or she is not in that mental condition due to the trauma because these are silent uh, triggers that goes and they uh, leave their impacts uh, for such a long time that you lose your confidence and your uh, capability or the ability to take the action when it happens and uh, thinking that they, they may be thrown out of the job because that job is very, very important for the lady or the uh, what will family say if tomorrow they come to know uh, my family will not be yeah. supportive or there are certain, uh, you know, uh, taboos back end. So in that case, the colleagues then, they can come into the role play and or but taking lady into the confidence. Okay. So one of the things that you mentioned was that the lady will have to show the express the disinterest. How can you express that disinterest uh, when somebody is making uh, moves and how do you collect evidence of it? Uh, as you said, uh, the example that you said, you know, they are going in the car, they are dropping, the man is dropping and the man is making the moves. And how can she take evidence of her expressing disinterest? Uh, Joseph, it's a, again a very uh, tricky question, but this has to be corroborated with the sequence of events that are taking place. Uh, whenever somebody who's a perpetrator, he at times doesn't do it uh, openly also, but silently he's playing his game. But then what happens, there are certain uh, uh, changes in the behavior which are not expected from in a common, um, you know, uh, a colleague or are not expected in the workplace. But if uh, they are genuine, what happens is that somewhere down the line, what we have seen in the complaints, they leave their marks somewhere or, mm. or the other. I will lay one example of one of the cases they came way back. Uh, that time the posh was not there, but after Vishaka, it was mandatory. Vishaka was yeah. the main um, torch barrier uh, to the uh, enlightenment uh, pan India to go ahead with this uh, sexual harassment committee. But it was still the act was not there. Now, in that case, the principal of that uh, particular college was the perpetrator of the crime. Now, what used to happen was that he used to walk into the uh, library of the lady, sit there and, uh, you know, pass smiles. Now, somebody says that if the uh, principal is coming and sitting in the library, what objection can you raise? But what happens? Why those smiles are not for somebody else? 
Why is he coming during the time when he is supposed to be in the office? What work is he having? If he needs some newspaper, there are peons in the office who can get it. Walking into the office when uh, into the ladies' the chamber when uh, exams are taking place, sending the uh, person who is going to get the tea, go and get the cup of tea and get those papers which were not even required. You know there are small, 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 small incident incidents, but when put together. they are making a picture very clear on the canvas or on a complaint that sexual harassment has been done on behalf of the perpetrator okay so we have we have talked about the sexual harassment between the victims or the between the persons let's talk about from a corporate perspective from a corporate perspective how can they have one how can they build an environment which is which is which kind of prevents the sexual harassment so what can they do again i am not asking you from a legal provision point of view but again as an advisor what kind of a provisions that they can have but also a healthy one of everybody because I, like again i'm i'm talking from an it perspective men and women they work uh, they work long hours they work together they work on projects and uh, presentations together very true how can they bring in a healthy working environment what can corporates do in that see uh, foremost it's important for the employer to uh, after 3 uh, 4 months conduct workshops or uh, seminars by creating awareness that's mandatory and mm-hmm. as per the law also uh at least annually if not after 3 4 months where uh, the expert expertise they come they share their knowledge they tell about the policy of the company they try to uh, tell the advantage uh, benefits of uh, following uh, certain uh, rules uh, that have been embedded under the policy and how organically they can grow the place if followed well mm. and telling them giving examples um basically what happens at times people are coming from different uh, backgrounds for somebody talking in that uh, language may be something very common at his uh, home environment but that home environment cannot be brought to the workplace so their sensitization has to be done awareness has to be done for which these programs are mandatory and should be done to make that organic environment that ecosystem in a workplace where uh, from the grassroots level it gets into the mind of the person even if he is a security guard or a peon or to a person who is at a senior level manager that this is not accept- acceptable in our workplace mm. so that they should lay examples that uh, this is the repercussion if followed if not followed and telling them telling them the damages that could happen to the perpetrator and on the other end even making the uh, uh, complainants aware that if they come with the frivolous and the malice or some complaint which is fraud found fraud with some other intentions such actions will be levied against you so once that awareness is there so somewhere down the line that thing will get inside like for example while we are driving we know in chandigarh or across india we cannot uh, in, you know go ahead of 60 and the moment we do we are going to get the chalan so that thing we know that the moment we get the chalan we are going to face the uh, you know the music of doing wrong similarly that awareness has to be brought getting embedded into their micro level to their chip level that if they are going to do this this is the repercussion 
and how to uh, curtail themselves from wrongdoing that has to be also told to them very true uh, okay so in your experience why do these programs fail in corporates is it only you you talked about the awareness program conducting the awareness program why do these programs fail at corporates is it is it only lack of awareness is there anything else there are many reasons for that first of all at times it's more like an uh, you know i wash done by the employers also just making uh, compliance being done not getting the right people for the uh, you know awareness uh, workshops for the icc committee also where they are to be uh, you know made to understand that how the evidence is to be taken how the report is to be done how minutely they have to go how the questions have to be asked so that training those workshops are not for something that has to be i watched they have to be trained that goes for 2 to 3 days also at times they have to come to that level from a, a employee to that level of a person who is going to be part of a quasi judicial body having a judicial powers in their hand because their uh, right done can be very good if uh, done in a um, in a shoddy manner in not in the legal manner that can tarnish and damage the image of the respondent his future his career also if uh, they do not conduct inquiry properly on the other end also if they are not conducting inquiry properly even the complainant who is the victim mm. taking the uh, complaint to be correct in that case or uh, i mean some honest complaint has come but their uh, inquiry was tainted now in that case uh, it can damage the future of that lady also because mentally she will be in a trauma she will not be able to give her 100% in the workplace so ultimately what it is it's like a vicious cycle if the employers take it to a you know deeper sense such sensitization programs will definitely refine their workplace environment and 100% the employees will be willingly uh, giving their uh, you know 100% in the workplace but if the workplace uh, is not uh, healthy there is too much of uh, fear all the time it's a hostile environment insecure environment for the female or for the respondent also for the male counterparts they will not be able to give their 100% to the organization so ultimately it is going to be the failure of the organization only uh, joseph okay so they need to be uh, they need to recruit right people uh in the icc committee they need to go for these workshops which are again very very important and they need to uh make an environment where any complaint should be welcome they should be given that uh, uh, comfort that they will be welcome by the icc or even the seniors taking it to the next step at times there is even provision in the law itself that where the lady wants to file a criminal complaint within 7 days the uh, employer has to help the lady to take her to the uh, you know next step also if required so under 354a of the indian penal code or 509 of uh, indian penal code uh, uh, joseph hair okay one of the thing that you touched upon is also about the after effects now again as you said the victim is going to think about even before filing she is going to think about okay how this is going to pan out she would talk to her colleagues or relatives or other friends has it happened with others how can the victim or the person the lady minimize the after effect both within the office and outside also because again the word is going to spread out the person is going to be very very conscious of that oh my god if this comes out outside they are going to accuse me as somebody who is not a team member who is not a team player who is not a 
uh, you know, a good person for a workplace. Nobody is going to give me a job. How can they minimize the after effects? See, for that reason only, Joseph, as I told you earlier, they have to keep the um, uh, the name of the complainant uh, hidden. It has to not uh, spread in the uh, workplace environment. They cannot spread that uh, so-and-so lady has sent the complaint. And uh, it cannot spread. They, even the punishments are there for the members also if they spread. It is embedded in the law itself. They cannot get it published. They cannot spread the word. Everything has to be within the four walls, within the ICC committee. It cannot go out. Hmm. Now, as far as the lady is concerned, there is a provision of compensation also for the if uh, mental, uh, you know, she has to go for some uh, psych, uh, some uh, therapies or something that if found uh, guilty, the respondent is supposed to pay the compensation also, depending on his uh, salary and everything. And uh, uh, at times, the salary is also attached uh, by the uh, ICC committee. They have the powers. Once the punishment has been given, the salary is attached of the respondent. And from that salary, that amount of compensation is given to the lady so that she could, uh, you know, pay for her um, physical or mental uh, uh, clinical programs, what she had to under okay. that. Uh, Priyanka, we have, we have talked a lot about from the legal perspective, corporate perspectives and everything. Many of these crimes, the law alone does not prevent law can be nudging towards the proper behavior and the punishment thereof if it is not done. But it has to be a lot more than that. So as a mother of two daughters, what do you think we can, how can we prevent, see, how can we prevent sexual harassment, but much more also, how can we bring in a healthy environment for women in, in all aspects? Now, even though, Indian Navy has Indian women, Indian Army has Indian women, Indian President is a uh, woman. But still, how can we bring in the healthy mix of men and women in workplaces everywhere else? So what can we do as, as families? You, are, you have a family, I have a family. How can we do, what can we do as a families to prevent sexual harassment and to have a healthy mix of men and women everywhere? See, it is the word that I could say is grooming that has to start from the family itself uh, where we have to educate our own uh, daughters and sons to their do's and don'ts and respect to the opposite gender. I would not say uh, only to the sons, it's also to the daughters. Even they should understand how to conduct, how to uh, behave in an ecosystem uh, once they step out of their home and how to curtail and say no from the initial stage. Mm. See, uh, Joseph, uh, it's very difficult to say that uh, by doing this only it will be a full stop. But then this awareness has to be done first by the parents, then by the schools, then by our society, by coming up uh, with more and more awareness by uh, doing some, ca uh, some programs, some workshops, not only at the workplace, but at a level beyond the workplace so that we can have a more healthy environment and where both genders are respected and can grow in a healthy manner. And that leads to a better society and to a better nation. That's a right place to end, uh, Priyanka. Uh, that's the hope of this particular Gravitas wins also, is that we build a better society and a better nation. 
Uh, Priyanka, I know you are extremely busy. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk to me about this very important topic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joseph, for inviting me. And uh, I'm more than happy um, uh, going through this session. Also helped me think over certain points which need more, more uh, deep thinking by all of us to bring awareness at the larger level across the society. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can I request you to share the key takeaways from our conversation? If you like the conversation, please share the podcast with others. Have a life of wins.